Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to This Day in History class, where history waits for no one. Today is February 23rd, 2019. The day was February 23rd, 1954. A group of children from Arsenal Elementary School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, received the first vaccines for polio, a disabling and potentially deadly infectious disease that can cause meningitis and paralysis, among other symptoms. The new vaccine had been developed by Dr. Jonas Salk, an American physician and medical researcher. Salk's vaccine was a continuation of the work many other researchers had done before him, and it wouldn't serve as the be-all, end-all solution to polio transmission. What the vaccine did do, though, was reduce the rate at which polio was occurring among middle-class Americans. Polio, the shortened name for poliomyelitis, is caused by the polio virus. As the contagious virus spreads from person to person, it can wreak havoc on the nervous system of the affected, causing muscle deterioration and even death if it disrupts the processes of breathing or swallowing. There were only 22 reported cases of polio worldwide in 2017. But back in the early 1950s, the number of known polio cases in the world was in the hundreds of thousands, and the United States was facing an epidemic. The rate of paralysis and death from polio was on the rise, and the public was rightfully scared. People were increasingly aware of the need 
for a polio vaccine. By this time, teams have been working to find an effective and safe vaccine for polio for decades, and people were racing to find ways to help prevent incidences of polio. In 1935, both Maurice Brody and John Colmer developed polio vaccines and tested them on monkeys, then children. But people were paralyzed and died in both experiments, even though Brody's results were promising. And other researchers' reactions to the tests were overwhelmingly negative. In 1938, the March of Dimes was established when people sent dimes to President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who had been diagnosed with polio, to help raise funds to fight the disease. In 1949, Researchers at the Poliomyelitis Laboratory at Johns Hopkins University established that there were three immunologically different varieties of polio. And to much well-deserved ethical concern, researcher Hilary Kaprowski tested a live attenuated vaccine on children at an institution for mentally and physically disabled people. The point is, by 1952, Many breakthroughs related to polio vaccination had been made, and medicine was well on its way to figuring out how to prevent polio. Dr. Jonas Salk was head of the virus research lab at the University of Pittsburgh. In 1948, he was given a grant to study polio and potentially develop a vaccine for it. And he did just that, using a procedure the aforementioned Maurice Brody had tried years earlier. Salk would grow samples of the polio virus and then deactivate them using a solution called formalin. Then, he would inject the dead virus into a patient's bloodstream, and that person's immune system would create antibodies that prevented future exposure to polio. The vaccine required three injections and a booster. Salk and his team began early tests of the vaccine on physically and mentally disabled children in 1952, using funds from the March of Dimes, which was then called the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis. And in 1953, Salk injected himself, his wife, and his sons with the polio vaccine. Children were given the first injections of the new vaccine at Arsenal Elementary School on February 23, 1954. And a couple of months later, a large-scale trial of the polio vaccine began. Nearly 2 million children ended up participating in the trial. The next year, when results of the trial were announced, they showed that the vaccines had largely been effective. Salk had become a sort of celebrity or household name. But his success did not come without controversy. Formalin wasn't always successful at deactivating the live virus, so the live virus could remain in some vaccines. Because of this, a bad batch of polio vaccines made by Cutter Laboratories caused 40,000 cases of poliomyelitis, dozens of cases of paralytic polio, several deaths, and an epidemic within affected communities. And Cutter's vaccine was taken off the market. Some immunologists and epidemiologists were concerned that Salk's vaccine wasn't as safe and practical as it needed to be to effectively produce lifelong immunity in millions of people. 
They argued that an oral attenuated live virus vaccine was a better option. But by 1956, the number of polio cases in the U.S. had dropped from more than 14,000 in 1955 to less than 6,000. And nearly 100 other countries were using Salk's vaccine by 1959. Albert Sabin did develop an oral attenuated live virus vaccine that was licensed in 1962. It was cheaper and easier to take than Salk's vaccine and thus became more popular. Today, Salk's vaccine is once again the favored method of polio immunization, but elsewhere in the world where polio occurs at a higher rate, Sabin's vaccine is preferred. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at TDIHC Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for joining me on this trip through history. See you here, same place, tomorrow. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.